Okay. Let's begin. <laughs> okay. Should I host? Sure. If Please. You want me to, I can. <laughs> I have the most deep knowledge of this. Um, I have four show. notes, and one of them says Trader Season 2, Part 2, Episode 6 <laughs> through 10, question mark? It was six through eight, but same. Yeah, so that's you can you can host. Hey fam, welcome back. Um we're here because things were heating up on the traders and we felt like we couldn't wait two more episodes, slash also survivors starting again. So we're feeling a little bit stressed as a crew about watching Survivor and the traders concurrently and also covering them. So keep an eye on Instagram, et cetera, for when we're putting out new episodes. Make sure you follow us, give us a little ding the bell, subscribe to make sure you get notifications when we do put out new episodes so you don't miss them. Um, I feel like this one's going to be a scorcher because I have things to say. Um, so we're going to talk about the traders season two, episodes six through eight. Um, Things happened, craziness ensued, um, and low-key, the faithfuls might win. And that is terrifying. So we're going to get into it with our one-minute thoughts. I apologize in advance. Mine are not going to be a minute. But Stacy, would you like to go first? How are you feeling about the Trader Season 2? <laughs> I, okay. I'm enjoying it still. It's still my favorite reality show on right now. Um We'll see if it changes when Survivor starts. But I don't, I really feel like I enjoy this more right now than Survivor. But okay, in these last few episodes, I mean, I feel like there's, okay, the fact that the traders tried to recruit someone, Peter, and he declined was pretty shocking to me. Um, I think now we saw at the very end of this episode, yeah, at the end of this episode, there's gonna, there's like an ultimatum where like you either join the recruit the trader or die. I like that, and I wish they had actually done that last time. Um, and I actually noticed watching episode eight at least, I'm like a little more into the challenges than I have previously been. <laughs> so, um, like I was really into the the whole what was it like a haunted house or a I don't know house with a bunch of tunnels and bugs like I was into that one and the one before that with the um I don't know all the like little booby trap things where they got like <laughs> where they like went into the leaves and it was actually mud and all that stuff like I was into those two challenges so usually I like literally just get on my phone during challenges but I was a little more captivated um I feel like the alliances have been kind of in well it's like one alliance I guess mostly has been kind of interesting um because they're just so blatantly like they're like uh can you leave the room we're still talking <laughs> like that is very different <laughs> than most uh reality shows we've seen but I don't know I mean I like it I I like the kind of tension between Peter and Harv that was happening I liked when Phaedra even got like called out about her eye twitching and stuff. And she's just, she like, again, has avoided it. So I don't know. I'm still very into it. Um, I know we're going to talk about just like specifics. I am not sure how I feel about Kate being the one that Phaedra recruited. I was really hoping for a few other people. Um, and lastly, John is like making me laugh more than before. <laughs> like before I was like, why is he here? But <laughs> 
he's like so serious that I think that's my takeaway from this season they're like so invested in the role like even Phaedra's like whispering and just like I wish I could rip his heart out <laughs> like what? this is a game <laughs> and then John too is just like she's a duchess of deception and I'm just like are they being fed locks or is this really them so I'm still very into it and I'll stop because I'm at more than more than three minutes probably so I'm done the British are a very theatrical group and I think John is coming into his own Anna I think You're John up, knew girl. he was in good company with the housewives. Like when Phaedra and he was like, Phaedra was up. like, you can be Sherlock Holmes, but don't be Sherlock the dick. I was like, <laughs> wordsmith. She's a wordsmith. wordsmith. Um, I agree. Yeah, they're just, I totally agree with you, Stacey. Like they all are taking it so seriously. And it's so frustrating. Like this show is so frustrating because it's not a flaw of the show, but it almost feels like one that, I get mad at them when they're right. Like, and I'm sure you guys feel the same. Like when everybody was coming after Parvati being like, she is a traitor. And she's like, no, I'm not. And they won't let up on her. I'm like, but why won't you let up on her? Like, what are you, what are you trying to do? Win the game? Yes, very much so. And they're very good at it this season. Why am I mad? Like, what? <laughs> and I... I don't think that that's the show's fault. Like, I think that's kind of the point of the show and the point of casting and like the choice behind who to make the traitors. Like Phaedra was such a perfect choice and I'm sure they were banking on somebody recruiting Parv. Like it just, it's science. But I do also agree. Like they're not, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I love this show, but it's also like, frustrating me and the parts that frustrate me tip a little bit over into boredom sometimes but then I like also see the other side of the coin like with Peter when they recruited him and he rejected it or whatever I was like that's so stupid this is the this is the more boring option I'm frustrated with you why didn't you pick that but then I can also see his side of it and like the way that he saw it as an advantage so I don't know I go so back and forth on this show but I think my ultimate conclusion for these initial thoughts is like they're doing it absolutely right but I'm mad about it like I wish they were I wish they were worse at the game because I just I get annoyed like even Trishel when she came out with her long list of notes I was like you are so annoying you're a hundred percent right but you're being so annoying like I'm just not rooting for them to win which again I think is the point these were such messy thoughts but you know what I'm trying to say I'm like mad at the game for the way that it is Oh, Anna, I think you and I are in similar places. Okay, so I'm going to try and keep this brief because I think it will come up as we talk about other things, but I am not mad that they're good at it. Matt, I'm going to give full credit to Las Culturistas because one, I'm obsessed with Matt and Bowen. If you know me at all outside of this little moment, you know this to be true about me. I'm obsessed with them. And I love Las Culturistas. Shout out to friend of the pod, Jesse Rodriguez, for getting me obsessed with them because now I don't miss an episode. And on Wednesday, they released their episode of the week and they were just talking about things in the culture and they were talking about the Traders season two. Matt and Bowen have also been watching Australia and UK. And they basically were like, I'm frustrated with season two, not because of casting like the casting is good 
But now we're getting to the point where I have to root for people that I don't like. Like, I don't like Peter. I don't like Trishel. I don't like Kevin, mainly because Kevin is there for comedic relief and he is still there. Like, how is Kevin still there going, did you grow up with Twitches? To Phaedra, like, on purpose. Like, he thought that was, like, sleuthing. Like, he thought he was being a detective. And I was like, they have to go. He's such himbo energy. And they were talking about how, like, I just don't want to root for the people who are doing a good job. And that, I think, is a problem for this show. And so they were saying, now granted, I have not watched Australia or UK, so but they, so I can't vouch for what they were saying, but they were basically like, I do maybe think, and they posited that the US should do a full season of Normies, like no celebrities at all, because they were like, there's actual gameplay involved, and we are just missing that with the celebrities because they are doing things, Stacey, like you're saying, where it's like, it's for the cameras. It's not for the game. And that is interesting as a viewer of someone who loves these people. But now two of the traders are gone. They are hot on Phaedra's tail, um, which is concerning because I'm like, we're going to recruit Kate. What if she says, no, she's dead. Then Phaedra's out. Like this game's just going to be over. Like I'm kind of confused as to where this is headed. Sorry, spoiler alert. That's where it ended at the end of episode eight. Should have said that before. Um, and now I'm rooting for Peter, who, it, go back and listen to the tape. In episodes one through five, I was really impressed with him. I was like, oh, he has a strategy. And then he got cocky as fuck. And I was like, oh, I remember why I don't like you. I absolutely remember why I don't like you, Pilot Pete. And your little Peter's pals, as Phaedra calls you. I can't call you anything more serious than that because it's actually like, it's, frustrating to watch you literally be like can you give us one sec I'm sorry it's not the bachelor like I I have never actively wanted to hate someone who was doing well in a com in a competition game so much like I hate him and I and it's it's a visceral reaction him and Trishel come into their confessionals and like shut up I know you're right and I'm impressed that you were able to figure it out but shut up I think that's what it comes down to I'm not I don't I'm not rooting for the people who are doing well I don't want to root for them even. Like, I don't want to watch Kevin play this game. He doesn't get it. I, the only person I'm enjoying watch play this game is CT, and he has no idea what's going on. Not one single clue. He literally said the words, I'm looking for traitors, not love, in res with regard to Phaedra. I was like, are they dating? I'm confused. Like, what are you talking about? But, like, literally this show, like, I had such high hopes after episodes one through five and then how six through eight have gone down, there has been cool strategy. But I've been so frustrated by the people who are doing it and how cocky they are that it's not even fun to watch. But I And I do think part of it is performative because they are reality TV people. And I think if that was coming from someone who didn't have reality TV background, I think it could be very, very interesting to watch because it would be I wouldn't care about them as people before this. I would just be watching them to see how are they going to use this strategy to go forward. And I, like, I'm not rooting for Kevin. I'm not rooting for Peter. I'm not rooting for Trishel. So I just like, I don't have a thesis, but I do think that that is the danger of cat. Because when we saw the cast, we were like, this is stacked. And now look who we have left. It's Phaedra. 
Sandra is not even popping. Like that's how boring this, like the group that is left is because it's just kind of like, what? We'll talk about the twist at the end of the episode too in a few minutes where they, like with Kate, I, do, I don't think that was the right choice, Stacey. I agree with what you said earlier. Uh, for TV purposes, she probably is, but for gameplay purposes, she is not. So anyway, I apologize for the length of that. But if you guys have any thoughts before we get into actually talking about the episode, please see if you can make sense of what I just said because I just ranted for like eight minutes. Well, it's so similar to what we talk about with Survivor in recent seasons, right? Everything goes back to Survivor because we watch so much of it. But where it a little bit comes down to the editing, where like I feel like some of these problems could be solved. Obviously, there's there's biases involved of like, you know, I want so-and-so to win because they're better TV and I already like them. I totally agree with the point about doing a season of normies and maybe removing a lot of these issues. Like, yeah, of course I'm going to root for Phaedra because I've watched Phaedra for like 15 years on Bravo Mm -hmm. and she's great television. And like, sorry, Pete, you were on one season of The Bachelor and everybody hated you. He was on two. Oh, excuse me. Don't undersell him like that. Oh, and then he was also on Paradise. So maybe he was on three. Yeah. But it also is like, because of all those things, Phaedra gets more screen time. Because she's a traitor, she gets more screen time. And... It, on the one hand, it leads you to think, okay, well, maybe the traitors will win. Maybe that's why we're seeing so much of them and why we're so against the faithfuls. But then shit happens like Parvati goes home and you're like, okay, maybe it could still happen that way, but I'm a little less convinced now. And now you got me nervous. Like maybe what was it all for? And why are you editing it this way? And why do I hate the people that are winning? What, is it me? I don't think it's me because it's also you. Like it just, it's still a little bit of a toss up for me of like, is it just the editing because ultimately the faithfuls will fail and then we'll laugh at their faces, but maybe it's not because we've been burned before. Here's, I never in no universe did I see myself advocating for a season of all normies. And but I, I think it would work. here's the thing. I want to watch Matt said Australia season one is incredible. I did. I watched it. I watched every season that's available. How do you have the time? This is what happens when you don't read. Went down after season one of American of the U.S. one. Like I went down a rabbit hole. I just don't remember. I watched so many things. I don't remember them. Oh right, we have talked about this. It all blurs together. But I do say Normies was good. Like just Normies was good. Well, so Matt was saying Australia season one is like a banger of a season apparently season two is so bad they didn't renew it after that (laughs) so like it comes and goes so i i don't know how to how to fix some of the issues i'm seeing with it i think realistically the people who were what i would say filler cast members no offense to kevin are who are left all offense to kevin sorry (laughs) sorry, all offense to kevin empire i don't know what bling empire is um all of the filler people are left and they were people who were meant to be like what's it called like um sacrificial lambs kind of for the traitors and then because they didn't get killed they are now the strategical masterminds of this game now kevin not the strategic sheree not a strategical mastermind but like loki when sorry no go go it was when after it was revealed that they got Parv out at the end of the last episode and 
we had a confessional from Sandra being like, sorry, Parv, I'm the queen now. And I was like, girl, where have you been this whole season? You cannot claim that title. I'm so sorry uh, to you. Sandra, not here. She, not on this show. Are you, you said Sandra, right? Yeah. Uh, the last wait, did I? I meant Sa- Sandra. Yes. Okay. My brain, for some reason, thought you said Sheree. And I was like, wait, what? But then it still doesn't work because Sandra literally was like, my nemesis is gone. I was like, you haven't had one nemesis thing with Parv the entire time you've been here. You barely had you a conversation. You're your nemesis from season 40 of Survivor when you took yourself out of the game uh, you're bringing that shit here i have such blind loyalty to sandra but i'm like i've loved every moment she's spoken i'm sorry sandra you're a queen and an icon and the thing with the snooker balls on the billiards table i was gonna say y'all didn't like smart in terms of conversation about voting power really smart i forgot about that totally great your instincts about who the traitors are bad so like I agree with you on principles of voting power and alliances like that was smart mm-hmm. but I was like you're trying to make this game survivor and it's not she goes I'm here to be here to the end and I'm like it doesn't matter if you have a traitor amongst you if you were at the end and a traitor is there they get the money it, being at the end doesn't matter oh my god being at the end literally couldn't matter less but who do you think is the most like irrelevant or just doesn't know what they're playing because i think it's sheree it's sure it's sheree it's sheree and then close second mj oh but then right after that is kevin actually kevin might be below mj no that's what i'm saying like i think the least like sheree has no idea what's going on mj she's taking everything so personally also she's the andy of this season like just so sad and i'm like mj it's not about you kevin Himbo energy to the max, to the max, just like, <laughs> and then Loki in this essay will fourth, un- most unaware Kate. Uh, Kate, yeah. she. See, I disagree. Good- I think no. Kate is deliberately no, no, being unaware. Uh, I think she's good for television. I don't think she's good at this game. I think, I think she think could she- be. I think she could be if she wanted to. She just doesn't want to. She I doesn't put CT want below to. her. <laughs> Mm, I, I, I go back and forth i go back and forth because ct is lost he is lost but he's at least trying so that's why i have to give him because i literally just watched episode eight and kate fully was like and this is what she did in season one too which is why i'm like mm, she maybe doesn't know what she's doing she was like well you changed your mind so why did you do that and I was like that's not the lead to follow ma'am it like I hear you but she was like well it has to be poverty because now I think Peter's the traitor because he changed his mind and I was like okay while I kind of understand where you're going there girlfriend the whole you're literally I was just like I don't it just everything about what she says is so like one track minded and like don't get me wrong that pro- can work but I think she is playing from a place of trauma also from last season where she was in Parv's shoes or she was in Phaedra's shoes so she's like don't come after this girl she's a faithful like leave her alone remember when you kept me around and like were pulling me along on all these stupid challenges and putting me in this cabin and I would I you would not let me go home you would not banish me you would not <laughs> kill me and I'm still fucking here and now I'm back and so I think I think she is there to provide television 
and because Alan likes her. I'm not saying she couldn't be good at the game. I'm hoping this like ultimatum gives her the opportunity to actually be good at the game. Because as I was watching this, very I was intrigued. like, I'm very intrigued because when, she, when Phaedra's immediate answer was Kate, who do you want to give the ultimatum to? She's like, Kate. And I was like, I'm so, you're not even going to think about it. You're just Kate. <laughs> Ma'am. Yeah. It was interesting. Kate? Immediately? <laughs> I don't know if we're like talking about that moment now because it's, it's the last thing that happens, but like we're talking about it. So whatever. I feel like Phaedra is a good player in that she is reactive in a good way. Like she will take whatever just happened and react in the perfect way for that next moment, that next beat. But she's not thinking ahead. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, she's so quick to respond when people call her out. Like, she has something ready, but I don't think she's necessarily looking down the line. And I think that's what happened with Kate and choosing Kate. She was like, okay, well, Kate, I know Kate's on my side because she just defended me at the round table. So who's my number one right now in this game? It's Kate. I'm picking Kate. Not taking the time to necessarily be like, what would it mean if I, you know, tried to recruit Peter again? Or what would it mean if I brought in Trishel, who's like obviously playing the game what would that shift in terms of the dynamics of the faithful like I think she's just reactive Mm -hmm. in the way that she was like okay this is where I stand in this exact moment so it's Kate done and then she'll (laughs) worry about the next thing like when it's in the moment which I mean she doesn't come from a reality competition background so that makes sense that it's about that immediate response but it's worked for her so far so like I'm interested to see what happens. I do think Kate's going to accept because Kate's not stupid. Um, <laughs> but one thing that Kate could be is just bored and wants to go <laughs> home. <but> like, <laughs> who's to say? But I do think we will see the two of them as traitors. And I'll be interested if Kate brings any kind of like strategic wherewithal to it. But I think that that's what's, what happened with Phaedra's decision. And it makes sense to me. Mm. And I kind of like it. Yeah, I still wanted um, like I was like she could pick, well, yeah, she could pick Peter again because like he's not gonna say no this time, right? Like and and Parv is out, so it's not gonna be like too weird if he's not going for her. Um, and then also I was like, why not just pick CT? <laughs> like I just like I feel her like nobody thinks what her love interest you mean well yeah but i also think nobody would ever think of him as a traitor <laughs> so like just pick well him. yeah because peter has cleared his name every week he's like i definitely don't think it's ct that man is confused <laughs> <laughs> my sweet angel but yeah i feel like him would he would have been a good choice i think trishel because it's join me or die i think trishel would have been a good choice because trishel does not want to die like she has this pathological fear of being killed by the traitors so or she might have picked death because she was out here being like i can do whatever i want like she was like i don't care if i go home to i don't care if i die tomorrow like i'm gonna figure out who the traitors are blah 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 i have my notebooks blah 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 so i actually think it would be interesting for her too because i also think if trishel um because remember no one knows about her shield so if they had picked trishel it would have been double layer because she would have had to c- tell the faithfuls because the faithfuls know she has a tr- shield. So be like, okay, who did you tell you had a shield? Because that was one of the traitors. And now she has to be like, 
like she would have to think on her feet in a way that would be interesting to watch. I think Kate will give good trader for television, but for game, I don't, I'm not convinced it's going to be good. Sorry, Anna, you were jumping in and I kept talking. No, 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 no. I didn't want to interrupt you because I do that all the time. <laughs> Same girl. Do we think that they will be told, like, do we think that Kate will be told, do you want to be a trader or you die? Or do you think she'll just have the option of the traders are recruiting you? Do you accept? And then if you don't accept, then you die. I, I'm just assuming they would like know that like, mm-hmm. if, you say, like if you say no, you die. But that, that I, I like the idea of them not knowing. <laughs> I don't think it matters for Kate because I think Kate will say yes. So like it's kind of a fruitless hypothetical, but I I do wonder like if it, if they had rec- if if Phaedra had tried to recruit Peter again or Trishel and it didn't say like if you don't accept you die, maybe they would. I don't know. That's irrelevant for now though. Actually, it's interesting though. I just I think it also here's the thing. I'm now thinking back that they, they had that ultimatum in the last like two minutes of the episode. So I am wondering, I'm like thinking about Phaedra. I am wondering because she doesn't seem not strategic, but she has in all of the big moves the traders have made, she has deferred to the other traders. So I'm trying, I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt of like, cause she did sort of, she would talk through the options with them, but then she never made the final decision. Right. And she was like, I'm going to play on the defense, not on the offense. This is her first opportunity to play on the offense. So I'm wondering if, because it was the last two minutes, I'm wondering if two things, one, did she potentially talk through more options, but it wasn't interesting for the viewer. So they just decided not to include it. Or did she really just on instinct be like, it's Kate, like, that's who I want. I I guess we'll never know, but I, I want to kind of I want to rescind a little bit because she is intelligent. Like the things she would say when she was talking to Parv and Dan through their decisions were not incorrect. And a lot of her reads on people, because she is close with everyone, I do think she has a better sense of the overall game than Parv or Dan ever really did because they were playing on the offense. And because she was playing defense, but actually having real relationships with people, she does have a better sense of like where people's heads are at, what they'd actually think about something like a move that was made or whatever. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like I, I maybe it just wasn't interesting for camera when she talked through other options. Cause like maybe she just didn't have as many like sort of useful things to say. And they're like, we want to, ha- we want the moment of Kate talking to Fergus. So we're just going to like kind of, cut Phaedra in in favor of Kate and Fergus okay let's talk about Peter's pals let's talk about Peter's pal thank you Anna Peter's boo boo they were like fine at first they were fine everything changed when they started kicking people out of the room yeah like Like, are you so clueless poor MJ was like I just don't make that was that (laughs) meme also overtook twitter in the funniest way like i am barely on twitter i'm mostly there for taylor swift and travis kelsey updates but that meme was some of the funniest shit i've seen on twitter in a long time like it was so good the that two seconds of her like slowly backing up like i was like i have to go this is making me mad uncomfy 
Um, hold on, I'm trying to find my notes on that. But I think what what else I'll say about it is like that tactic absolutely would not fly if not for the fact that the people who are the traitors aren't as offended by it because they can't be as offended by like I don't know how to explain this the way that I'm thinking it but like you would expect everyone who's not in the room to immediately get together and be like so this is a red flag right like this is this is and Sandra starts to in episode seven but it goes on they didn't do it more yeah and it goes on for too long like I felt I was frustrated as a viewer so I can't imagine how they felt in the house of being literally sent out of a room like it was so bizarre and then I felt like um hold on hold on I'm like the thought it's it's about to it's about, I'm about to lose it hold on oh it was just the like arrogance when actually it started when Bergy and Peter at that breakfast when Bergy came in I think it's the beginning of episode six when Bergy comes in and he's safe and he's like I had a shield we got him and I was like I I hate you I hate everything about this little crew and then the crew kind of got bigger and then it became a five and I was like I'm out the faithful five shut up the, the way sandra says it the faith the most faithful of the faithful <laughs> shut up like all of it was horrifying i was like ew i, I have this like like i got the ick for all of them i was like no <laughs> no <laughs> i think the reason that nobody else could point it out more is it was such over-the-top arrogant behavior that there's no way that any of them were a traitor because if you were a traitor you would never behave like that because it would cause such a red flag so it reverse psychologyed them into being like okay well they must be faithful because why the fuck are they acting this way but i wish that one of them i wish somebody in the peter pals had been a traitor because that would have really flipped the whole thing on its head or if the traitors had been acting like that too and having such bold conversations out in public and excluding people to then throw the scent back on Peter's pals because that kind of behavior, just, stupid, but they just wouldn't because it's too obvious, but it's so obvious that then it's not obvious. And it's so obvious that it's frustrating to watch. Like you're just like, mm-hmm. I, I, it really bothered me. It gave such like white man. I like arrogance, entitlement, frustration when I think it was MJ came in. I know we're talking about the meme of it all, but she comes in and she's like, well, I just don't want to feel like I'm missing out on anything. And they were like, don't worry, you'll love it. And I was like, shut up, shut up. The number of times I wanted to yell shut up at my screen. I was like, ew. And I agree with you, man. There is a reverse psychology to it of like, well, they would, like there's no way they're traitors because no trader would do that. Mm-hmm. right like no trader would be that out in the open but i think it's gonna catch peter some flack in these upcoming episodes but mm-hmm. i don't know peter's pals i had only mean things to say about them in my notes i can't even read some of the things i wrote down it was bad it's a funny name though you can't like say it without laughing but it's phaedra's name for them right like what do they call themselves they're like we're the we're the friends alliance mad i honestly miss bergy though i'm gonna be honest because he delicious he was like, first of all, he always, even when he was like angry, he had a smile on his face. He was like, like, you are next on my list. And it's like, Bergie, no one's taking you seriously. 
Oh, Bergy. I wish Bergy was here instead of Peter, honestly. But here we are. Well, but yeah, that, because that obviously crazy. John gave his fucking fire to Peter. Like, uh, I was Peter like. Peter has gotten really lucky because there was that. And then wasn't there something else he was safe for? I don't I feel like he's been safe. Or there either hasn't been a banishment or he's been safe. Like, he would have been gone by now. But he's been protected. So. Yeah. Because yeah, he was going to get banished the night that they didn't have the banishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of John and how he gave his fire to Peter, that was the first strike. And then the second strike when he turned on Parv. Because so this was they had the round table fire torch lighting ceremony um, the day wait, that John Alan and called Parvati. it the sacrifice in episode eight. And I thought that was a weird name for it. But anyway, continue. Yeah, it really wasn't a sacrifice, was it? You put five people up for sacrifice? Like, I'm confused. Why is it called the sacrifice? But that's what he called it. Anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah, no, very misleading. But that was the day that they did the partner challenge with the obstacles in the woods, which, Stacey, you said you loved in your initial thoughts. I also did. It was really good. think they really got caught in those traps? Or was it a body double? I hope they really got caught. I really, really do. (laughs) I really hope they got caught. And, like, oh, just so good. But... That was the day that John and Poverty were paired up and they crushed the challenge. They worked so well together. They really had that like bonding moment. And then I think they spoke about it after, or maybe I'm thinking of the next episode, but after they bond in this challenge, and then you really think that he's going to give her his fire and then he gives it to Peter and you're like, shit, John, did we, did we, did this mean nothing? And then later he and Poverty have another moment where he's like, they're sitting down. He's like, please explain to me like why you're not a traitor, girly. And she, I think it's when she cries, which knowing part yeah. like, were they real tears? Were they not? I just don't know. But it was a nice heartfelt moment between the two of them. Like they had this good friendship, I feel like within the dynamic of the whole cast where I really thought they had something special. And then at the round table, he turns on her again. Yeah. And it's, again, he's right. And he's playing the game well, so I cannot be that mad. But it's so devastating because I felt like they had built this friendship and it felt really real. But then he he doesn't act in an alliancey friendship way in either of these instances. Again, because he's playing the game right. But it's so heartbreaking. And then I feel conflicted as a viewer because I don't want John to be bad at the game, but I want them, I want what they have to be real. Yeah. It, that, that part did surprise me because I really thought when she was crying and stuff he was like buying it yeah and then he's like I think Parvati is a duchess of deception and I'm like what? like he put the dagger in and turned it like that everybody was going on the Phaedra train even it was like, really heartbreaking that, Trishel was like what she was like I it. Trishel was big mad I need Trishel to yell at John Here's the thing. I, I so appreciated like that he went against her, though. I, I, for the drama, I was like, "Come on, John, you better." But I was like, "Here's the thing, I need Parv to stay because Phaedra's not going to be good at this." Um, and I love Phaedra, and I think she's such fun television. But I was like, "John, what have you done?" Because now I have to root for Phaedra against all these people who I don't like and y'all are gonna win like I just don't see a way like unless Kate can pull out some absolute batshit like serious gameplay the the traitors are on route for a disaster so I just 
And by the traitors, I mean currently the traitor. Period. That's it. I think what Kate could have going for her is she will call out whoever the loudest person in the room is, which at this point is Peter and Trichelle. Yes. And I think she could spin it on them. I think she could be the one to spin it on them. I also think Sandra is a good ally for them in that way because Sandra loves Phaedra. So I feel like her, Phaedra and Kate could use Sandra for their benefit, which is going to piss Sandra off when she makes it to the end and doesn't win any money. But, <laughs> but she will have accomplished her goal of being there at the end. So like, can she even really be that mad? I just, I, yeah, I don't like at this point, point last i was about to say semester <laughs> but last season, you work at a college you don't need to live by their season, did they um was it down to two by this point no like, okay so really down to one no here's what happened they lost christian was yeah. that his name useless <laughs> um anyway so they lost christian recruited ari and they were back up at three and then they lost Okay. the other guy that wasn't Ari so it was Sari and oh, Ari Cody. left Cody yeah 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 so but there was never only one because when they recruited they came with them yeah. so it became three so when they got what's his name again Cody <laughs> you literally just said it we just have to quickly touch on the fact that these celebs are terrible at winning money I don't think they care. I think, okay, I'm going to rant for one second. Yeah, do it. Anna, get in there. Get in there. I want to hear it. So obviously we've talked about before how it doesn't matter what they win in the challenges because they won it all at the end. All the money that they lost was then put back in the pot for the final challenge. Is that going to happen again? Probably. I hope not, but probably. If it does, then we're firmly cemented that the money that they win challenge to challenge is irrelevant. Second thing, they're all getting paid to be on this show probably way more than whatever they could possibly win so like it's just the money has no bearing on anything I almost wish that they were winning other things like you get to call your kids but because they're already celebrities like they probably don't have to be on complete lockdown because like I just don't think they would go but I just I don't know I almost wish that they were winning non-monetary prizes and then the final challenge was for money because it's just so irrelevant. And yeah. like, they obviously don't need it. Even if it was just like winning like trips like they do in um, yeah. the amazing race for a lot of the um, legs or whatever. Yeah. I don't think they care at all. I honestly, I'm not even keeping track. Like I couldn't tell you how much money. They were supposed to get $20,000 for the house of horrors. They uh, got 15,000 and then lost 4,000 because all the women just ex- exited that house as soon yeah. as Kevin started getting too many bugs on him. And Kevin was like, someone come back. I need help. And I was like, Kevin. <laughs> He's like, I can't do the lights and the radio. Too many steps. And I was like, Kevin. Like, Kevin. The way they could not hold that button to keep the lights on. <laughs> Like they just they just kept dropping it the funny thing in that game because it doesn't seem like they care about the money but trishelle did she was like go back in there to tease me it was like okay she, they were like Wait. We one minute left she's like go back in let me be clear the time is fake ct took longer than a minute time <laughs> is so fake one 
I said this in season one. The time is so irrelevant. It does not matter in the slightest. They literally could do a time call and Alan goes, one minute. And then when they come back, they're like, you There's three it. seconds left. <laughs> like, no, absolutely not. But we do need to talk about CTV. And like, I told them I had a snake in my pants. Oh my God. But really, it was a gold coin. And then in his confessional, he goes, well, I told him I had a snake in my pants and I did, but I also had a gold coin. And I was like, ah! he is the gift that keeps on giving (laughs) i love him so much remember when he dumped the hot water on sure he's literally and then he's such a good recovery though he was like am i nervous i just spilled coffee all over like i can't (laughs) i can't and my favorite part about it is everyone thinks of him as a delightful oaf and i am like so likable um going back to the challenges though and the fact that money is irrelevant i think god i don't think it would work with these particular reality stars mostly the bravo women because they truly don't care they're not competitive in the way that they need to be to be playing this game for the stakes that it could be played like because i was going to suggest oh instead of winning gold in the challenges like maybe you're winning a shield, an advantage, like some kind of information or a clue or like something that will benefit the game. But I don't think that would work for them either. Like it would work for someone like Trichelle, who's already like uber competitive. And it would work mm-hmm. if you had a cast of all normies. But if you had a cast of all normies, they would care more about the money. <laughs> like, so that's the thing, too. Yeah, I just feel like I also is anyone else getting kind of annoyed with the shields? Yes. I don't Maybe care it's because Trishel cares about them so much. I automatically care about them 0%. That's, <laughs> I am. that's what it is. She's like, I need one. I must have one. And I'm like, why Why are you so concerned? Like at the sacrifice, her begging for her life actually made me so uncomfortable. And then to, for John to use that as a reason not like to get out Parv, I was like, John... <laughs> The fact that you didn't get the ick from Peter and Trishel begging for their life. Also, Kate and MJ did not beg for their lives. So you can't use that logic and be like, Parv didn't beg for her life. Like, neither did Kate or MJ. MJ was too in her feelings about Sandra not lighting her candle on fire or whatever. And then Kate was like, I don't even, you don't know me. I'm not taking this personally. We've, I've been here for three days. So I was just like, what? Anyway. Yeah, the she's very into Alan's it. Trying. That was Alan giving Parvati a lifeline. You get one more night, uh, Parv. Yeah. yeah, Trishel, like, I do feel like Trishel is the most, like, in, for some reason, this game means a lot to her compared to the rest. So. Is it because she's irrelevant in terms of the reality? I think so, because she landscape. Ca- well, she kind of reminds me of last season with um Angie. No, I was going to say Stephanie. Like, I feel like Stephanie was really, mm. like, competitive, kind of, and it's like, relax. <laughs> relax. <laughs> so, or even, oh, what was the Rachel, the redhead, remember? Who was, like, oh. so mad when she oh, got... she got really mad at Dan 1.0. What was his name? Cody? I That is the <laughs> second time I've forgotten his name. But yeah, Rachel, I actually, so this is a hot take, but I wish they had brought Rachel back more than Kate, because I feel like Rachel was so invested in this game. And Kate just wanted to be voted out all the time. (laughs) Guys, we got every challenge Kate is like, I've done this before and it sucks. 
She's like, not the hill. <laughs> and then she was like, not the cabin. <laughs> like, Alan, oh why did you bring her back to just torment her? Like, hey, why did you say yes? She's like, I hate this cabin. I was that- traumatized here less than a year ago. <laughs> that paycheck must have been worth it. <laughs> I mean, your work. Oh, God. It okay. just... What- what haven't we covered? I feel like I, I think we've covered all the big things. Okay. Yeah, because it was because the people who have gone home, Bergie, Dan. So we banished Dan and Parv, so we're down to one yeah. faithful. And then we killed we tried to kill Bergie once, didn't take. <laughs> we tried to recruit Peter, didn't take, killed Bergie. Okay. And now Kate is about to be offered the or she was offered the traders. Well, so- Fergus locked her in a cab in a in a dungeon and walked away. So she hasn't really been offered anything yet. But uh, yeah, that's true. She goes, Fergus, Fergus. And that's that's how the credits roll. So, yeah, honestly, it hasn't been not fun. Like I'm having had a lot a of fun. Time. I had a good time. I just. I, I shouldn't have listened to Last Culture before I watched because I do think that planted a seed of like, wait, do I actually care about these people? And then. Peter and his pals were so annoying that I was like, no, I really don't care about these people. Like, I really don't care about these people. So I do think you would have come to the same conclusion. I think I would have, but it definitely didn't help that I heard it from the jump. Like before I started, because I hadn't watched any of them. Like I had just, I hadn't had the chance to watch any minutes of the traders since the last time we did an episode just by circumstance. Um, and I've been like skillfully avoiding spoilers as much as possible. I did know Dan went home, but that writing was kind of on the wall, but I didn't know anything else in the in-between. So I was kind of like, maybe they're being a little hypercritical. And then I was like, actually, no, I think I agree with that. But anyway. I have a good um rapid fire I thought of. Okay. okay let's do it. Okay. Because... We're going to go into some rapid fires. Let's do it. Because I think going back to like both of y'all's criticisms, I think if, some of the people from the beginning, if they had actually gotten to stay longer, this would be more interesting. Because oh, think well, I'm looking at you, Johnny they, Bananas. Yes. Well, that's okay. So this is the rapid fire. Who do you wish was still here? <laughs> oh, I have one answer. <laughs> I have one answer, and he went home first, and it's Johnny fucking bananas. <laughs> I just watched, I just binge watched House of Villains. I called Stacey to talk about it oh, for an yeah. hour. The only reason to watch that show is Johnny Bananas. I do agree that John, this is not my boat, but Johnny Bananas wouldn't let Peter's pals like do that kind of stuff. Uh, Johnny like, Bananas yeah. would have broken that shit up so quickly and yeah. he would have had his own version that was more covert. He would have had a better version of Peter's pals and it would have been less obnoxious. Okay, Anna, so who do you wish was still on? Like trying to remember who was there. I think my gut reaction is Tamara. Ooh. She was a shitster in a good way. In a good way. Because, like, yeah. Phaedra's not the only housewife, le- housewife left. We have Sheree. But, like, Sheree is a do-nothing. And mm-hmm. I just feel as though that role could be filled by someone who was, like, pushing the the drama, if not the game, a little bit more. Because I think yeah. the same thing with Tamara. Like, I don't think she would have let Peter's pals fly. I'm shocked no. that Phaedra's letting it fly. But I think if Phaedra were not a traitor, she would be more open to critiquing mm-hmm. it more loudly. Um so I think we needed an we need another like loudmouth housewife who's still there who's not a traitor willing to call people on their bullshit. Yeah. I mean my 
there, I actually would like several of them back, but that, <laughs> the one that came to mind first was um, peppermint because I just that like, was my ah, backup. To yeah, that was my backup. Was wronged. Peppermint was wronged and probably wronged. rip more to the show. But then I'm also like, um, who like I, I Janelle would have been interesting to stay longer. <laughs> so I don't know. But it took me a while to tell watch. Janelle and Trishelle apart, though. I can't. Oh, I know. I thought they were both from Big Brother for the longest. Well, okay, because Trishelle is barely from the challenge. And then she was on the challenge All Stars recently. That's yeah. the Did you hear only... her say she was on Fear Factor, too? I don't care. No, I <laughs> didn't. She said it during the bug challenge, the bug <laughs> cabin. She was like, well, I was on Fear Factor, so. Good for her. And oh, you know, Maggie, I'm a little surprised. Well, of course, you're gonna say Johnny, but what about um, Max? Max has gone too soon. Okay, I love Max, but this wasn't the game for him. <laughs> I don't want him back for game reasons. I want him back for like eye candy reasons. <laughs> okay, that was my only rapid fire. No, that's a good one. It was a good one. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I just, I feel I... like it was because... like a perfect storm of like a lot of these like mid people staying. So. so many mid people. I do want to know who you guys would have tried to recruit because I don't think I would have picked Peter. I oh, would have picked Trishel. At that point, you mean? Or like the first time. Mm. Oh. I think Trishel was yeah. a better choice the second time, but I don't think I would have picked Peter the first time. I think I would have picked Sandra. I still would have picked Trishel, I think. I Trishel think is also part of the pals. I think pals. I think you needed to not target Peter immediately. Yeah, but she's so overly competitive that I just can't see her saying no to like an opportunity for a foothold. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. She was so stressed about dying at the hands of the traitors. She's in it for herself, not for the faithful. Whereas, like the rest of Peter's pals are in it for the faithful. Uh, yeah. I feel like Trishel would have been good because even at that point, she w- like, wasn't she the one who was like, Dan clearly was trying to throw a traitor under the bus. So like she already yeah. didn't pick up on it. But just to mix it up, I think at this, I think that John should be recruited at some point. <laughs> John would have been good too. No one's going to suspect him. No one is going to suspect him the way he's calling out people and whatnot. So Yeah. The thing, the only thing that I think is working for Peter's pals, and far be it for me to give them any sort of positive feedback because I hate them as a group, but I do think what's working for them is they, they have built some pretty significant trust in that group of five. Like for Peter to say no to an opportunity to become a traitor, he has to feel very confident that his five doesn't have a traitor in it. And so while that is accurate, and maybe that's why the trust is so like freely given, um, I don't know. Like I was, I was shocked Peter said no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't like him because he was so self-righteous about it. He was <laughs> like, I am a faithful through And I was like, this is why you're no Ari. I said what I said. Ari said yes. Well, what Ari Peter said yes, have done? and it was good. What Peter should have done is say yes and then cover his own ass by still targeting Parv. Yes. Like, get with Phaedra and say, yeah. listen, 
if this is going to work moving forward, I cannot change my tune. I need to like keep this trust with the faithful. Let's yeah. sacrifice Parv and move forward from there. 100%. Like there were so many cool opportunities he had there. And he was like, I'm a faithful, I can't. And I was like, I have to go. Well, friends, that was so fun. Um, thanks for coming along this journey with us. There's two episodes and a reunion left, I think. Mm-hmm. based on the internet chatter i don't know if that which is making me think the faithfuls win just fyi because there's not there's so many people left and only two episodes but we'll yeah. see we'll if see faithfuls win do they have to split the money by however many faithfuls are left yeah, yeah. they should really be trying to get each other out a they should more. really <laughs> be letting people die they should really be letting the shields go It'll be interesting because at that last like rock picking thing, I mean, can't the, even the, even if they know someone's a faithful, can't they like still kind of get rid of them at the like at that thing? I bet they could. <laughs> so Unless, what if they just- but also, wasn't it like self elected and then didn't Ari like take himself out of like you yeah. had to you threw in your thing to be like. I think everybody here is a faithful. And then Sari was like, I don't. And Ari was like, I'm going to take myself out of the game. Well, it's like you pull the rock or do the rock thing to say, like, I think we need to go another round. Like, I don't know if it's necessarily. Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, and if there's a pecking order, I do think Trishel's at the bottom of her alliance. And what if they're like, hey, we don't, we can't all split the money. Like, let's go one more round and vote Trishel. That (laughs) would be kind of iconic. That would be insane. Oh, it would I be like when happened. Johnny Bananas stole the money from Sarah. <laughs> like we worked together the whole time, and I'm gonna yeah, take I think seventy-five. Who wants to split with five people? Yeah, I, they have not thought about it's, that. It's not enough money to split between five people. Like <laughs> now, they keep dropping out of the challenges. So two seventy-five. That's if they get the whole amount. Two seventy-five divided by five, they're getting. <laughs> $22,000? Did I do that math right? No, that's so <laughs> wrong. You know I don't do math, so. Yeah, same. <laughs> no, $55,000. Sorry, my brain did it backwards. So uh, you're getting $55,000, which is basically below the poverty line, a salary, and then you're going to get taxed. And as of right now, you're not even close to the total of what you are supposed to be getting. Oh my gosh. It will be interesting to see what would happen. I chihuahua. In the water. It's going to be very interesting. Well, we'll see how it plays out. It seems like based on this, you'll probably get an episode for 9, 10, 11. Um, unless something wild and crazy happens. And me, Anna, and Stacey feel just ripe to talk about it. Um, keep an eye out. We're going to do a preview for season 46. Warning, Aggie is doing no research. See you there. <laughs> and... um. And we're just trying to let Anna go home with one rather than all three of the final three this time. I submit again for the record. I cannot keep this up, but I said that. Anna, stop saying that. It's just not helpful because you just do better. At this point, you're going to have the final five or the final six. And I'll just be over here with everyone else. It's not fair. I don't even do anything. Just have good instincts. Should I say bye? Okay. Yeah, let's say bye. 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 Love you, mean it. See you later.